Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, what is, at least to me, here by myself, an exciting episode uh, here at Finding Peaks. Uh, again, uh, my name is Brandon Burns, Chief Executive Officer for Peaks Recovery Centers. And um, I just wanted to give, you know, to start this episode, a friend of mine called uh, earlier, and her loved one, unfortunately, uh, passed away from uh, suicide. And uh, I just want to give a loving... Um, uh, embrace and regard for um, that tragedy uh, that took place in my friend's life and just honor that. And I think uh, from there as well, you know, if you or a loved one is struggling uh, from suicide, you know, addiction, whatever the case might be, you know, reach out for help. It's never too soon to get ahead of the situation uh, and to communicate those things. And for those of you struggling out there, we love you, we care deeply, and if there's anything or way we can anything we can do or ways in which we can support you, uh, certainly reach out um, so that we can get you headed in the right direction in that regard. Uh, and with that said, I think that it's very important in this regard to consider how to change these outcomes uh, for our friends, our families, our loved ones. And again, today I'm joined by Joanna Conti, who is the founder and chairman of the board uh, for the not-for-profit uh, Vista Research and Conquer Addiction. And she's joining me from the Northeast today, as she did last time, from her home. And uh, we talked uh, several episodes ago about Vista Research and what that is, and kind of just a, a, a quick recapitulation of that. Uh, what it means for us as an addiction treatment center is that the moment an individual enters our treatment setting, um, they're taking weekly surveys for which they can input, you know, uh, anywhere from good to moderate to severe as far as how they're experiencing their trauma as they come into care, as they experience their depressive episodes, addiction, and so forth. And this gives addiction treatment centers an opportunity to track um, individualized outcomes as they move through treatment and explore that through these surveys. And then Vista Research does the next awesome job in all of this to follow up with patients uh, post uh, the recovery journey uh, here in, within treatment at Peaks Recovery Centers uh, for the first 30 days, a six month, and then the 12 month period um, so that we can see what those outcomes look like long term and see where we can improve upon our processes uh, within this journey. And so uh, that is one aspect of what they do. And then they have this wonderful component called Conquer Addiction, where they really get to take those outcomes, exemplify treatment centers who are doing uh, significant work in improving the direction of outcomes and highlight those opportunities so that family systems can uh, turn and reasonably uh, become attuned to treatment centers that are uh, seeking at all times to really nurture these outcomes on behalf of their loved ones so that we can move into uh, an arena for our industry of more transparency and greater insights uh, into what treatment centers are actually doing and how they're getting better, at least in the direction of patient care. So. Joanna, that was a long-winded uh, introduction, but uh, thanks for being here. My pleasure, Brandon. Absolutely. So diving right into this, um, you know, uh, with that, if I missed anything in regards to um, Vista Research, certainly highlight that for us. But um, what what led this, you know, from Vista Research to conquer addiction? How did we get here? Well, actually, it went the other direction. When okay. I I got involved in addiction treatment uh, and measuring outcomes because I had a daughter who was a very serious alcoholic and she was in and out of treatment for multiple years. 
And I kept being put in the position where she's in the uh, she's she's in the hospital with a super high blood alcohol level and i know i need to find treatment for her immediately and i had no idea where to find the best of treatment i had you know i would call treatment centers and i would talk to admissions counselors and of course they were always so nice and i would say and what is your success rate and they would say you know, trust me, we're one of the best. Or in a few cases, I had uh, owners tell me, oh, we have 98% success rate and stuff like that, which we knew was absolute Correct. nonsense. And so um, when we were very fortunate and my daughter was able to find truly effective treatment. And as a result, she has now been in recovery for almost nine years. And when the worst was behind me, I said, I need to find a way to help the other families find treatment that can really help their loved ones. Because we were very fortunate in being able to find effective treatment, but it was sheer luck. Mm -hmm. And so um, the first thing I did was years after Karina had you know, begun to recover, I was able to start a website that um, families could look at and would identify those treatment centers with the best proven outcomes in terms of research outcomes. And I created that website back in 2015 and was horrified to discover that there were only five treatment centers in the entire U.S. who were actually following up with their patients afterwards to determine if treatment had worked, had they been able to recover. Uh And so having learned that this was something that almost no treatment centers were doing, I started talking to treatment center owners and saying, I don't get this. You are providing health care. Why are you not measuring and continually improving your effectiveness like the rest of healthcare? And what I heard from enough treatment centers, owners, was, you know, they wanted to do so, they just had no idea how to do it. And that's what had led me to start Vista Research Group to provide um, a easy to understand cost-effective way to measure the effectiveness of different treatment centers. And it wasn't until we had been um, working with treatment centers for, oh, let's see, over four years that realized that we now had enough treatment centers who were proving their success rates that it made sense to take this full circle and launch Conquer Addiction. And, you know, as I said, that's what I, that's what had started this whole journey was wanting to help families find the treatment centers with the best proven independently verified success rates. And we were absolutely thrilled last June, June of 2020, uh, to be able to launch Conquer Addiction to help families find 
really good treatment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's beautiful too to start with five, and I think you guys are around seventy treatment centers now that you're working with. So that's um, that's. Uh, yeah, it it may not it you know there's um there's about seventy or more centers on conquer addiction. Not all of them are yet monitoring their outcomes or reporting their outcomes some because it's they've recently started and others because they uh have not you know seen the advantages of measuring their outcomes yet so yeah. we're still working yeah. on them <laughs> slow, slow is the journey but an incredible uptick and i think that that inertia that you've created has certainly spotlighted you know competing forces of course against the backdrop of your um, of, of the opportunities you're doing, but I, I, I'm encouraged by you and Conquer Addiction and Vista Research being ahead of the game and seeing this for what it is. And um, so uh, certainly applaud your guys' effort and everything that you're doing. And, and now we've got all of these, you know, uh, directories that exist around us, rehabs.com, rehab.com, uh, and so forth that are trying to catalog, in essence, promote addiction treatment settings. Um, you know, for a fee at the end of the day, but, you know, without me diving into sort of some of those aspects of it, you know, what makes Conquer Addiction, in your opinion, different than some of these other directory sites for why families should engage with your platform and not these others? Well, the other directory sites that you're referring to are, for the most part, businesses that are designed to make money by selling information about people who need treatment to treatment centers. We don't get involved in that at all. This is a nonprofit. You don't have to provide any information whatsoever to us. Um, you go to the Conquer Addiction website, which is conquer-addiction.org, and you enter what you're looking for. I want a residential treatment center that serves adults in Colorado and I want it to be effective, and I needed to take this insurance or that insurance. You can specify things like um, what type of special programs you're interested in and that sort of thing. And then what you'll receive immediately up on your website or your phone or whatever is a list of treatment centers that meet your criteria and those with the best proven outcomes. These are independently verified outcomes by Conquer Addiction's team of judges. They will appear at the top of the list. And let's say you're interested in learning more about one of those treatment centers. You'll click through to the treatment center page. You'll learn more about what they specialize in. Maybe you'll see a video or two. Um, and you can see the actual independently verified treatment effectiveness data. You'll see what percentage of the patients were reached and said that they were not using drugs or alcohol six months or 12 months after leaving treatment. And what impact did treatment have on those individuals? Are they getting along better with their families? Are they living in a stable living environment or back working or going to school? And are they feeling a lot better overall? And also what 
how happy did they say they were with the treatment they received at that center one year later? So all of this information must be provided directly from the patient and it is, has to be provided with the patients being promised complete confidentiality. So if somebody reports that they're using or they're unhappy with the treatment they provided, they know it is not getting back to the treatment center except in summary form where their results are combined with those of lots of others. And so um, to be on Conquer Addiction, um, you don't have to use VISTA's research. You just have to be following the standardized outcomes research uh, 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 format that has been specified by Conquer Addiction's judges. And for a center to have a page on Conquer Addiction, it costs $199 a year. This is, yeah. this, is a, this is my way and my daughter's way, who's now joined me on the board of Conquer Addiction, of giving back to the industry that saved her life and helping the families come along behind us to find treatment centers that are proving that they're providing effective treatment. Absolutely, and as somebody who, you know, uh, certainly we work with, you know, Vista Research in regards to outcomes, we've bravely put our brand onto Conquer Addiction <laughs> as well too in that regard. And um, to, you know, from, from my position, it's an opportunity um, to engage in a platform that is requiring that we constantly edge forward and do the best possible care that we can and honor what those outcomes are and the proof is in the pudding um, at the end of the day and I think it makes us not only stronger to be a part of that platform but I can certainly vouch for it is $200 to be on this platform where it can be thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars to be on other directory sites that are just simply not engaged with the same altruistic um, uh, behaviors and, and, and insights that uh, Conquer Addiction is, is leading to. So uh, in that regard, it is a very low cost, but at the same time, a, a wonderful transparent view of what centers in particular are doing to leading to the more robust outcomes. I think in the last um, you know, uh, Vista Research episode that we did together, I think from 1993 to present, a 30-year period, you said that uh, uh, treatment outcomes had remained flat. Yes. And so in that regard, we got to push each other and, and rub shoulders together to figure out a way to inch forward and make these better outcomes because, uh, as we all know, the, the uh, opioid epidemic in the background is causing hundreds of thousands of lives lost at the same time of this pandemic. And, you know, treatment centers are on the forefront of improving these outcomes for families at the end of the day. And we just simply have to do better um, and be directional and focused about that. So. I think we, we cut to it a little bit, or, or maybe I was uh, thinking about it in a different way, but how many, treatment center measure, uh, how many treatment centers measure their outcomes that you're aware of, if, if not just within Vista Research's data, but you know, nationwide, there's 14,000 treatment centers, so how many are you aware of that are actually participating in these outcomes? It's less than 100. It is absolutely appalling. This is healthcare. This is healthcare. 
you know, if you if you just compare this to the improvement we've seen over the last 10, 20, 30 years in say treatment of different cancers or other chronic diseases, I mean, the way they continually improve is that everyone tries different things, they measure the the how effective that treatment is, they report that, they learn from each other, they do more of what works and less of what doesn't work. And I truly believe the absence of any independent measurement of the effectiveness of addiction treatment is the reason that, one of, one of the main reasons that we haven't seen any improvement in 30 years. Yeah, and it, you know, I, I want to get on the bandwagon of tangents here, you know, with you as well, too, because I hear that number compared to the backdrop of the uh, thousands of treatment centers that exist. So for only 100 to be participating in this is wildly incoherent against the backdrop of all other sides of medicine trying to improve their outcomes, whether it's oncology, um, or cardiovascular disease and all these sort of fronts, there's vast amounts of research going into how to improve these outcomes, and it's just wild. So wh why do you think there are so, or you know, from your experience, why are there so few participants in this at this time? I think it's, there's the, the early adopters, the treatment centers like Peaks that have started using it, I think they are run by individuals who really deeply care about their patients and they want to do everything they possibly can to help their patients recover. And because of that, they are more committed to taking the risk of measuring how effective they really are. One of the things that's been very interesting to us is that um, because we have measured, you know, easily well over a hundred different um, treatment centers effectiveness, we've been able to see the dramatic range in effectiveness. And while on average, back in 1993 and still today, about 36% of patients uh, who leave addiction treatment, and, and we measure this among commercial addiction treatment centers. We actually have very few um, Medicaid or Medicare or other publicly funded addiction treatment centers that are doing research at this point. So I'm talking about those that um, predominantly take private insurance. Uh, among those, um, we even though 36% on average of their patients are reachable and say they have not been using for at least the last 30 days at six months or a year post-treatment, the range is between 18% and 50%. And these are all highly respected treatment centers that started doing outcomes research because frankly, they were positive that their outcomes would be much better than average. 
And the fact right. is you can't know what your outcomes are until you have independently measured them and been able to compare your results to a broad range of other treatment centers. And there's, there's everything that VISTA research does is entirely confidential to the treatment centers. You know, we report, VISTA Research Group works for the treatment centers. We report the results to the treatment centers. We do performance improvement workshops and management reviews to help the treatment centers continually improve. When they are proud of their results, then they make the decision that I want to advertise yeah. them on Conquer Addiction and attract more patients to come to our center and share them with payers and so forth. But there really isn't a risk to the treatment centers in starting to measure it. And what we found that's so exciting is that among treatment centers that do measure their outcomes, for more than a year, they get better. And 20% more patients are in recovery the second year they're measuring their outcomes. I mean, this is astounding. This is a huge, dramatic improvement for, you know, $25,000 a year or $40,000 a year investment. I mean, in doing research, it's, it's, a tremendous return on investment. And more importantly, those are 20% more patients who are alive and thriving a year later because the treatment center was able to continually improve. And that's what really gets me up every morning to, to uh, keep moving forward on this project. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful and it highlights a lot for me. You know, you know, Peaks Recovery Center started with this slogan of a caring recovery. And I, I think that, you know, my perspective about this caring notion is that there's no doubt among the 14,000 treatment centers, the vast majority of us care and we care a lot. And I think, you know, that caringness had us in a sense, <clears throat> believing that that would result in greater outcomes. Well, the patient comes in, sees us really caring you know, for the individual, then they'll take that energy and they'll get, you know, be well on the outside. But in the absence of, uh, in the absence of being right there in front of us, the world hits them in a variety of different ways and we're not there to necessarily nurture it. And that's where the proof and the putting in the work works. And so in that regard, I just want to honor the fact that this industry has to do more than just care. Caring is absolutely essential to the experience for the individual. But what are we delivering as far as those services that will be meaningful beyond the walls of these treatment settings uh, in that regard? So uh, a follow-up question to that is, how can the listeners help change this? Those who are watching this episode you know, today with us, um, what, what, what advice can you give them to you know, really strong arm this industry to start really taking this seriously moving forward? Well, anyone who is associated with the treatment center, of course, please, bring this up, bring up the importance of outcomes and please try and uh, convince your management um, to start measuring your outcomes. Um, use VISTA Research Group, use someone else. It doesn't matter, but it's so important to do this. 
But for someone who is listening to this, who is on the other side, who is a family member of someone who has may need treatment in the future or has needed treatment in the past, or somebody who themselves are struggling with addiction. I think the fastest way we can affect change is to demand that the treatment centers we attend do outcomes. That, you know, if you're talking to an admissions counselor and they're telling you how wonderful their treatment center is, and then they ask, and what is your success rate? Uh, or when you ask, what is your success rate? If they give you some, oh, we're much better than average, or they give you some nonsense, like 90% of our patients are in recovery a year later, which unfortunately is not true anywhere. Can't be true. <laughs> this is a very, very, it's very, very difficult to recover from addiction. And people who are telling you 75, 80% recovery rate, they're fooling themselves. They're reaching a tiny percentage of their patients, maybe five or 10 or 15% of their patients. And all of them are doing well, but they're not there. And so they're saying, oh, well, if, you know, if, if, um, if I reached out to a hundred patients and, um, you know, I was able to talk to 20 of them and 18 of the 20 are doing well, then that means we have a 90% success rate. Well, that's not true because you didn't talk to the other 80%. So I don't mean to, um, you know, to, to try and dazzle everyone with, with the math here, but very simplistically, you have to be able to reach a high percentage of the patients consistently to be able to tra truly track the success rates. And by sending out a, an email or two and asking people, how are you doing? You can't do it. You have to have a whole systematic approach to doing it. So just to summarize, if you are talking to a treatment center about sending your loved one there or going to that treatment center yourself, please say, I don't get it. Why aren't you tracking your success rate? Why can't you tell me how effective your treatment center is? And I truly believe that if admission counselors start hearing that from even a small percentage of their prospective patients, that they're going to go to their treatment center owners and saying, hey, we've got to do this. And I think that's we can affect really rapid change in this industry if the consumers, the people who are using addiction treatment, band together and just demand outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think in a future you know, episode with you, I think we can do a real deep dive into some of the nuances and mechanics for um, you know, how to make all this true. And as well, too, you know, at the end of the day, I think it would be uh, wholly helpful for those addiction treatment centers that aren't pursuing outcomes right now. You get this tough question that Joanna's given to families to 
uh, impose on your admissions team just to honor it and say that you're right, we do need to take this step forward. It doesn't mean you're, you don't have positive outcomes because even if we're hitting a baseline average of that 33, 36% as an average outcome, you're still creating opportunities for family systems uh, to get well and to be nurtured. But how do we know and you know to build on that? How do we know what we're doing wrong if we're not asking those questions? And you know, to the point as well too, I fully believe in independent third parties. You know, Vista Research's data and everything that it's done for Peaks, um, and it's extraordinary. And I say that because there was a time in which I thought, oh, I'm going to nurture this data myself, and it should be an independent third party because what I realized in those moments is I can make this data whatever I want it to be. Um, in that regard, um, for $200, I'm not paying Joanna enough money to nurture that data on my behalf in that regard. So it's authentic <laughs> in that way and would encourage that moving forward. So um, final question for you um, here and uh, would certainly love to continue these opportunities to discuss these things with you. But what else is Conquer Addiction doing to help more people recover uh, moving forward? What's the, what's the vision here? All right. Well, I'm really excited, as I said, that for the last two years, we've been able to provide a database that people can go and search and find treatment centers that meet their needs with the most effective outcomes. The second thing I've really been trying to do is to take all of this incredible data that we've been collecting and to summarize the learnings in plain English for people who, who need to understand what they can do to improve the likelihood of recovery. So for example, one of the things we find is that if somebody goes to sober living for at least a month after residential treatment, that they are much more likely to be in recovery six months or a year later. Well, that's a really important thing that families want to know because, you know, particularly today with the expansion of fentanyl and everything, I mean, it's terrible, but you may not get a second chance and you have to do everything you can to help your loved ones succeed with recovery. And so we're trying to provide information that families can use to increase the likelihood of success with, with recovery. But the other thing that we're doing um, is, I'm excited to say that I, last summer, um, I was able to create a research institute, the Conquer Addiction Research Institute and attract a, a small board of experts in the industry to work together to help to solve or, or, or make progress anyway on some of the really biggest problems that are keeping people from recovering. And so we have two different research projects that are well underway. The first, is a comparable, um, comparable outcomes research for MAT centers versus abstinence-based centers. And there are two very different worlds 
that we've we've learned of here. They're the people who believe that um, uh, the only way to get and stay sober or um, in recovery is to give up forever all drugs and alcohol. That's what we refer to as abstinence-based. The goal is total abstinence. And then there's another world of treatment that believes that the, the secret is to go on medication and to stay on medication for a long period of time that helps you with your cravings. And the fact is, both of those types of treatment can be effective. I believe they're effective in perhaps different individuals, but we don't know enough to say when, what type of, of uh, when should a patient use this type of treatment versus that type of treatment. And there's a lot of data that shows that for as long as somebody is, is on their medication, they are less likely to die. But there's also a lot of research that's shown that a lot of people stop taking their medication. As much as 30 to 70% of the patients stop taking their medication in the first month alone. And there is no research that's followed up to find out what happens then. So what we're doing is we've raised a quarter of a million to do comparable research among medication-assisted treatment centers to follow up with not just the, the patients for as long as they remain in treatment, but to follow up with patients after they leave treatment. So we can look at the whole picture. And because the research is very similar to that that we're doing with abstinence-based treatment, then we'll be able eventually to start saying, you know, based on this patient's drug use history and perhaps some other individual factors, they're more likely to be alive and thriving a year from now if they use this type of treatment versus that type of treatment. And I'm really excited that We've raised the initial funding. We've, we've had a, a RFP out for outcomes research companies to, um, to uh, propose how they would do this. And I believe we're going to be able to launch this um, in the next couple of weeks. So that's one of the two projects I'm really excited about. Yeah, beautiful. Uh that is awesome. I think, you know, it, it seems binary, medication-assisted treatment versus abstinence-based treatment. But what I, what I, my charitable reading of that is that we're breaking through these kind of, con these philosophies that in nowhere else in medicine do philosophies exist more than behavioral health. Well, you need to do it this way, you know, go to the rooms, you know, get a sponsor, that sort of thing. 12-step uh, it or, you know, just remain entirely abstinent post-treatment for X, Y, and Z reasons or medication-assisted treatment for these reasons, but not those things, can't do those things. Um, <laughs> and, and in that way, I think we, we have to forcefully break through philosophies and get into standards of care that are effective, not because we believe in them from, you know, some journey that maybe we went through independently, but because the data shows that this is what's necessary and true in that regard. So... Um, 
So, it, so for the sake of time, because I, I feel like you and me could just go on and on and on, and I know we talked about additional questions to add to this, but I want to get you uh, back uh, on this uh, Finding Peaks with us in the future um, so we can talk more about this, roll through some of the no, uh, nuances, uh, continue to talk about the success of your organization. That's fascinating that you got that quarter million dollars in funding to really highlight um, these next steps and opportunities to punch through more of these uh, industry philosophies that, you know, who knows whether or not they're making a lot of sense in that regard. So, um, so for the sake of time, we'll, we'll cut it out here. Uh, but Joanna, thank you so much for being on here, for being patient with us here on the studio side of things. I know it took a while to get this going. Uh, you are a saint, and thank you so much uh, for your I'm time. I'm not, <laughs> but thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you for all you're doing, and thanks so much for, um, for your interest in our work. Yeah, ab absolutely, Joanna. And so again, everybody, uh, founder and chairman of the board of Vista Research and Conquer Addiction, uh, Joanna Conti, doing wonderful work alongside her daughter, as well to uh, doing big things out there on the Northeast Coast and across the nation on behalf of addiction treatment centers. Uh, for everybody tuning in with us uh, right now, uh, finding peaks at peaksrecovery.com. If there's more that you know, we can ask questions in the direction of Joanna that you're curious about, uh, submit those questions and we'll get those answered in a uh, future episode. Um, you know, look for us on the Facebook, uh, the social medias, the Twitters, the TikToks, all those big things and until next time, everybody, uh, Brandon, Bar Barnes, Brandon Burns here signing out, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>